Hello, here we are again with a new episode of Pints and Pages. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Levi. And uh, today's episode, we are going to be talking about Back to the Future. Um, more specifically, one and two. We'll probably leave a lot of three out since it's probably the least favorite of the three movies. It's not terrible, but as backstory, Dad as he put it, gave me homework last night to watch at least the first two. Yeah, so... so, so that was the first time I... It's gotta be done with you kids. <laughs> we gotta watch back to the future. I've essentially... So, entitled, now. Yeah, I've now. essentially entitled the next couple of episodes a saga of me watching movies that yeah. I haven't seen before. Well, now, you have seen next Clue. week's. Yes, yeah, Clue so and Rocky week's. Horror, but... Yeah. So next week's it won't be quite so bad, but the week after we're gonna, yeah, you'll have homework for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we um yeah, so today's episode is gonna be Back to the Future one and two. Um just a discussion about the movie since Levi has newly watched it. Um it's one of Brad's favorites. Yes. And um it's it's uh it's a classic, uh, it's an essential eighties movie. That is for sure, although it does jump around, obviously, to the 50s and in the second one to 2015. And um, but uh, I have I've done I did some homework just to catch myself up, make sure I knew everything about it. It is um, not one of my it's it's not on my list of like top five or top ten watches. Probably I have a weird list and Star Wars is most of it. So, yeah. but Back to the Future is something that everybody should have at least seen once. So, cable. Um, I mean, cable pretty much took care of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's available on streaming services. So it's nice that you get to watch it on streaming stuff. That's how Levi got to see it. So it's definitely out there. Um, so I guess what... Um, what uh you guys's thoughts I'll, I'll go how about i'll start with this because brad brad and i have seen it multiple times over multiple years over yes. multiple generations but levi got to watch it for the first time last night and what are your thoughts on the back to the future i thoroughly enjoyed both the first two movies i do think in my opinion the first one was better um i would agree I thought they were great movies, though. Definitely, I can see why they're classics, why everyone has loved them. Um, yeah, it's... I think a lot of things hold up. I mean, there's obviously a couple things you can look at, like, visually, and they're not the best looking, but they made them in the 80s, so you can't fucking complain. It'd be like looking at yeah. the original Star Wars and bitching about the way the lightsabers look or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. The um, I think it holds up really well. I mean... There's not, I'm, except for the future episode. Well, yeah, except for the future episode. But I mean, looking at it in, I, you know, thinking the whole time about the fact it was made in the 80s, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I still look at that as like it holds up for what their thought process yeah. was of how the future was going to go. And it, um, it still kind of correlates with our projection of what, the, yeah, 
like it's kind of like a perpetual thought of our future until all that shit actually happens. But it's supposed to as just not on the same schedule. Yeah, not on the same schedule or same yeah. scale. Yeah, of yeah it. for sure. I was gonna say they have announced the first flying car, so we're kind of getting. Yeah, we're a little. We're about ten years late, but well, we're ten years late, and they still got to get them to actually work. <laughs> I mean, yes, I I, yeah. I agree, but I'm saying yeah. they have at least announced that they're making one. I mean, because they can't even make hoverboards. No, I mean, technically they have. They have hoverboards, but, but they don't really hover. No, they, they, they have actual hoverboards that they have made, but the issue is, is the only way they've been able to do it is through electromagnets. And so they would have to basically go through all of the, all of our cities and put a magnet rail underneath it so you could hoverboard so that way it actually hover. Nah. So they've made it, but they can't practically use it. Right, right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's just issues there. But it, it still holds up because I, th- you're right. I mean, in 1985, you would have thought 30 years from now, we're going to be in flying cars. We're going to, our shoes aren't going to have laces. Yeah. We're going to be able to put, as soon as our foot hits the sole of the shoe, it's just going to tie yeah. itself, you know. The, the auto giant drying jacket. jacket the, yeah. And it has the sleeves that adjust and all of that. Yeah. That was, you know. So. And yeah. I mean, they have done stuff like that. Granted, I know they did the self-tying shoes in 2015 as a, hey, here's what. Here's an homage. To yeah, here's an homage. That technically was real. I mean, yeah. And there was most definitely an issue in the Sports Almanac from 2015. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking, they should have put that cover on it. <laughs> they really should have. Oh, no, they did. You know, I mean, I'm going to assume probably know. not. I don't know. Did it cover like a comic book? <laughs> or I will say I made the mention earlier when I, we were talking before the podcast. I did notice that the DeLorean, you know, Doc is remote controlling it. And there's only the accelerator, turn the steering, and the brake. But yet when Marty jumps in it, they have a direct shot of him slapping it into second and using the clutch. So it's a manual that somehow Doc was accelerating all the way up to 88 without showing any controls of him shifting it. It was just something that I noticed because I also used to drive a manual and I love manuals. So I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Hold on a second. Yeah, there's but it's it's not anything that I was like that made the movie shitty. Granted, one little detail like that shouldn't do that, but well, there was a lot of it was a strictly um choice of the looks for that car because yes. that car off the line could only go like eighty five mile an hour. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. The, the top engine model, you know, the full works. I didn't know that, that at all. It's like a gremlin, man. Like, they couldn't even go fast enough. Uh, huh. He, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that at all. So when they designed the car, he put all the money in engineering into the looks, the doors, the, the outer construction, making sure the body could withstand, you know, the elements. And they didn't engineer enough into the motor to actually make it a good mid-engine vehicle mm. that was worth going fast. I need to watch the Netflix documentary oh, on DeLoreans because yes. I haven't watched it. I don't know much about them. The company for a small moment, yeah, and then it's like I—I I don't know. His cocaine money's keeping it alive. So <laughs> I did—I did have the glory in my freshman year to sit inside of a DeLorean because they used it for our SNL and uh, McHale. Oh, at the okay, high school. yeah. 
Yeah. So I, because I was into the tacky stuff, I got to, they let everyone, you know, sit in it, sit in it, that's sit in cool. it and take pictures of it and all that fun stuff. That's cool. I, I think there's very few of them left anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there's quite a bit. Actually. Are there? Um, you can, they still have enough parts brand new from when they pr- were in production. Okay. And then they continued producing them later. Like I think they fired up some of the, the lines to make even more parts. Or you can have one ordered brand new with either parts made from back then or made from the original dies, all that shit, all the specs. So you can go get a brand new one from the company, but it's like a list. Kind of. I was going to say, I've never really looked Car into them, but anytime I've like looked at used cars and happened to, because yeah. some of the used car things will have the category for one, I've never really seen one pop up. That's yeah. why I assumed there weren't too many of them left. When I was in but high that, school, you can still buy one and excellent condition for 20 grand damn i think you're 60 now for the same thing you would have bought then yeah and that's just solid inflation over 20 years yeah i mean it really is and then everybody gets them and what do they do they degrade the value by turning them into the fucking prop movie car because that's the first thing i fucking do yeah yeah that by two add a flux capacitor yeah (laughs) it was i mean i for the times, I did enjoy, you know, the fact that he stole uranium from what? Stole plutonium from the Libyans. That's what it was. I I will say because I never look. I even though I've never seen it and I've never really told no one to spoil it, I've really never heard much besides it's a great movie. Um, it threw me off when they actually showed up and gunned him down. I was like, hold the fuck up. This is how we're starting this. Yeah. 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 And, and for, you know, for what it was at the time, um, Michael J. Fox was what, um, family ties. Was that it? Was that all he had done at that moment? Oh, the bowling movie. You remember the movie where he was a bowler? Uh, on that movie, and I yeah. can't think of it. Then he was also he was what was the the money one where he was the he was a a nephew to a rich dude. I didn't think that was pre Back to the Future. I don't remember the the whole thing, but yeah, he hadn't done a whole. Lot. He hadn't done a whole lot. I think Family Ties was his big thing before. Yes, that's what he was known for, and that's what got him the job. And it almost got him taken off of the job. Yeah, because there was a scheduling conflict. Yeah. And they had to, like, film. Who was it they cast instead of him? Uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah, and they shot almost the whole movie, but he was... Wasn't it Eric Roberts? Yeah, he was a stiff. He couldn't play. It was another one of the big actors from then. No, it wasn't Eric Roberts. It was not Eric Roberts. It was was a red-headed guy. Oh, I have okay. his acting, or Michael J. Fox's acting. So we'll, we'll, the you, first thing he was in was Midnight Madness in 1980. Is that the bowling movie? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, that's it. It's not Eric Roberts. Class in 1984, in 19, it was made in 1982. Uh, he began playing young, young Republican Alex P. Keaton in Family Ties. Right, in like, what, 83 or 82 to 89. Oh, okay, so it was 82. I didn't even think it was that same. I remember watching Family Ties. I love that show. Yeah, when I was a kid. I didn't get to see it. When it was Matthew Broderick was unavailable for Family Ties. Oh, that's yeah. why he got the role for Family Ties. Yeah, yeah literally lucked out on everything. Somebody else was supposed to get it, whatnot. 
Hey, we got this morning. I was going to say, I don't know anything about Michael J. Fox besides the fact he was in Back to the Future and until last night had never even seen that. So, yeah, he, um, he, had, I mean, he had a great career after Back to the Future, yeah. you know, Doc Hollywood, and he was in Spin City. And I haven't seen those. Um, yeah, he was, he the, was in some was good in, ones. Uh, is it West Wing? He was in West Wing for a little while. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Towards the end. Um, Spin City was one of the good, better sitcoms that he was in. I don't remember. Homeward Bound, too. He was a voice in Homeward Bound, yeah. I think he was Mars Attacks. All of them, wasn't he? Or was he just a tertiary? Was he one of the stray dogs? I think he was one. He played Milo in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, Stuart Little, he was in that. Stuart Little 2. Stuart Little 3. Yeah, because he's the mouth. He's Stuart Little. Oh, is he? I think he's Stuart. Yeah, Little. that's his role. Yeah, he's Stuart Little. Yeah. I had to look at it. I'm. I have the yeah. window real small. Yeah, definitely. He was in Annie, twenty fourteen. Like that's one of my celebrity huh. like list of meets, but I know that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah some great opportunities too. But I almost feel bad taking advantage of it because like dude shit. Because so yeah, kind of stress no more. Yeah, 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 and. You know, and, and the actor list for that, for Back to the Future, if we go back to Back to the yeah. Future, um, Christopher Lloyd um, is obviously fantastic. And I knew him from Taxi. Um, and then he was obviously in Back to the Future, and he was in Back to the Future before he was in Clue. 85 was a big year for him because he had Back to the Future and Clue, although Clue ended up bombing anyway. I still don't understand how Clue bombed. I, that's a side note, though. Yeah, but, that's for next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and, and I mean, he turned into, he, I mean, he turned Doc Brown into a, a career. I mean, that was, I mean. Look at it, Rick and Morty. It, Rick is based off of Doc yeah, Brown. I mean, I mean if. If you're going to grab it, Marty McFly is iconic to to a point, but out of out of everything, to me, out of everything in those three movies, the two most iconic characters are Doc Brown and Biff. Yes. Like, it was almost like Biff was... I've heard more about Biff than I have Marty McFly in my life. I Granted, think, again, don't talk a lot about Back to the Future. I think Biff... Luna's Pints is a craft beer and wine spin on the classic arcade. Located at 422 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, Bonus Pints is the anchor of the bonus building on the corner of Broadway and 5th Street. They have all your favorite classic arcade games and both classic and current pinball machines. Every Wednesday is trivia, and every Thursday and Friday there is live music. Come and bring your friends the food, the music, the games, and the people. There is something something for everyone at Bonus Pints. I and 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 obviously I was only seven when Back to the Future came out, so my and not that I haven't seen movies from the sixties and seventies, but I think that Biff for Back to the Future was the the catalyst for how every high school bully was written in every yes. movie following Back to the Future. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you look at yeah. you look still at still to this day with Disney still movies. Still to this day, dazed and confused, had all this right, <laughs> right. The um, Peter Parker, I mean Peter Parker's nemesis. Um, um, uh, what's Osborn? His name? No, no, not, not Osborn. Osborn. Um, Flash, Flash, Flash Thompson. Yeah. Like, that is that is Biff. It's Biff. That yeah. I mean, it's like every single. Like high school bully was just based off of Biff to me, like through all the movies in the late eighties well, and nineties. I could I could agree with that for the first movie and absolutely the second movie or the third movie, but not the the second movie. There was no way Biff was a contender in that one for me, even though he was, you know, Mad Dog Tannen. That was the third one. I thought, wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, that I was, was gonna, the third one. Sorry. I was going to say that he was a big part in the second one. I'm still getting my numbers confused. The, sec- the, the fucking s- game we just played. <laughs> anyway, so The yeah. second one was where Old Biff yes. went back with the, okay, the so Almanac. The yeah. first yeah. two, he was definitely... He, yeah. Well, he went back and gave it to his uh, younger, younger self. self. Younger yes. self, yeah. And I definitely believe in the second one, Doc, was very tertiary in background. Yes. The first one, not so much, but... In the the third one, Wild West, that was all Doc Brown. That was nothing but the, Doc Brown. The third one yeah. was, was very Doc heavy. Brown heavy. Yeah. I feel like the first one was Artie heavy, second one's Biff heavy, third one's Doc Brown heavy. Yeah, and that flows because those are, to me, those are the three main, main characters. Main characters. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're really the main characters. The mom and dad are our side notes. And, and to be honest, I think you should lump it as the Tannins, the McFlies, and Doc Brown. Yeah. There's a singularity with Doc Brown, but it's the Tannin bloodline. Yeah. Because it's like, there's fucking Griff, there's Biff, there's fucking Mad Dog. Right. So that's three separate ones, plus we get three versions of normal Biff, because we get old man, we get middle-aged fucking car washer Biff, Right, car salesman Biff before he gets his attitude adjusted, and then also young Biff. Right. So, like, yeah, it should be the teen and bloodline and McFlies, and then fucking Doc Brown. And that's one of the things that I'm disappointed with because I thought that they could have, and not that three. I think three disappointed people so much with how it was. That's a travesty. Yeah, like they they could have done a trilogy about Doc Brown in his traveling train. You know what I mean? Well, like they could have done the Browns. Yeah, you know. Because then you got yeah. Because we did. Yeah, we saw Claire the McFlies. We saw the. Uh, I mean, they could. I mean, because they. they wait, can you name his kids? Jules and Vern. <laughs> I cannot. Jules and Vern. What year was the first B Independence? Was it 1885. That was when they jumped back to. Was 1885. I, that's not. That's Back to the Future. I, that's, three. Yeah. I, that's Back to the Future. 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 I, that's Back to the Future
That's all the animated series about. I don't think Marty McFly is in. I didn't look the into it. Animated series. I the think it follows short around. film came out in 2015. It was a straight to Blu-ray DVD release, and it's Doc Brown saves the world. Oh, really? And he travels back to an hour um, before Marty, Doc, and Jennifer arrive in 2015, and. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I didn't read all of it, but essentially there's a nuclear holocaust that happens in 2045, 30 years from then, that I guess is based off of the shit that happened, that they caused during 2015 when they went to the uh, future. Okay. All right. So Frisbee wasn't invented, I think, officially until 1957, but the family that invented it invented it because of the cake pan brand Frisbee, which was spelled with a Y instead of two E's. And that company was through the 1800s in the movie picks up with a pie pan and says, Hey, Frisbee. And he's like, you know, like it's a Frisbee. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everybody just looks at him weird. So yeah, that's the origin of that because the, the family was on a beach. They noticed after tossing around, they had fun tossing around the lid from a popcorn thing. Yeah. And then they took a fucking cake pan to the beach and that's what they did tossing around on the beach for fun. And someone came up and offered them money for the cake pan. So they could play. And it's like, that's after the war. That was like 1937, and the war happened. I will huh, say, I love cool. during the first movie when Marty goes back and just fucks everything up. Because I'm expecting, because every time I've seen anything with time travel and someone warns them, don't do something or don't, you know, don't, yeah. don't fuck shit up. You know, they maybe fumble once or twice, but then they, you know, catch themselves. He just fucks up and <laughs> fucks up. And he repeatedly, mom, dad, mom, dad. And yeah. I'm like, how many times is he going to say this before someone fucking hears him? Yeah. I don't understand. My thing was, is how they ended up naming their kid Marty still. Like, well, uh, well. I don't. I'm not. I don't name. I wouldn't name a kid after anybody I had met or known. He did. They did. His name was Calvin Klein. Yeah, his well, name yeah, no, because of his right. underwear in the first. But yeah, he references it, Marty. At some he tells point. them that he goes by Marty because she's like, when, yes. Cause, oh, really? I found in his underwear. What is it, Marty or Cal or some shit? I found it so fucking weird. When you get the basically inference that she took his pants off to look at his, <laughs> look, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, no, there were several points in that movie where it was weird. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's his band says Calvin Klein, but he's like, my name's not because she's like, do you go by Cal Calvin? He's like, uh, my name's I go by Marty. I go by Marty. My name's Calvin. I go by Marty. Some shit like that. And I was like, Jesus fucking. Well, they Christ. probably named their kid Marty at, at, because Marty's the one that brought them together. Yeah. Like, that's even more fucking. Well, they don't have the knowledge that he has, well, that so we have. have. And then he looks exactly like the Marty. Like, Think they have a yes. kid that grows up and looks exactly like the guy that got them together in 1955. I, and it, Brandon, it's 30 years. It's a 30 year jump, but still, I'm like, after 30 years and you name your kid after this, wouldn't it click finally? Like, hold on a second. What the fuck happened back then? Yeah, he kept calling me mom, dad. He has yeah. the same fucking haircut as this kid. Yeah, it looks identical to him. Yeah, the other problem is is that the... Um, Where's Calvin Klein? His girlfriend, um, his girlfriend 
Jennifer in the first movie um, at the is not the same girlfriend in the I mean it's the same character but it's two different actors I thought I was like that threw me off too I'm I didn't look it up because I just went one right after it the was, other, and I was like, I don't know who. I can't remember the actress's name from the first movie, but it was Elizabeth Shue in the yeah. second movie and the third one. In the yeah. third movie, it's Elizabeth well, Shue too. George Switch, but I was about ready to get to him because how does he not develop PTSD and then go to the loony bin at the first fucking commercial of a Walkman? Like when Marty oh, yeah. his ears in bed with the Walkman. As soon as that shit's invented, he should have had a fucking metal breakdown. Like, you know? I feel like there's a lot of things that he either said, referenced, or did that should have at some point yeah. caused them right. to fucking yeah. Well, and then the um so so they give the they give the uh I guess the inference that uh uh Chuck Berry stole Johnny B. Good from yeah. a white, well, a little white boy, oh, and yeah, say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean that is what they give the. Yeah. Well, they give that. I mean, that's what they well, make it sound like. They make it seem like that for that universe, but us as a viewer knows that it was still always Chuck Berry. <laughs> We always, we you know, know, it's the time mean, paradox. I looked at, see, I didn't even think about that. I, even in the moment, I was like, okay, he gets inspired by this because Marty just yes. disappears. So no one ever hears or sees of that yeah. ever again. So he's like, should and also he fucks it up at the end because he gets, he goes straight rock and roll with yeah. riffs. He goes straight Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> So I imagine that's, you know, Chuck Chuck Berry's inspired by that and goes, I'm just going to cut that shit out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was... Which that did make me laugh where he's like, ah, I see you guys still aren't ready for this. And I'm like, still, that should have fucking gave his dad a fucking mental break when Marty starts riffing like that in modern day. And he's like, I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Darth Vader. (laughs) No, Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader from the planet yeah. Spock, wasn't it? Vulcan. Vulcan yeah. from the planet Vulcan. He see he should have been a mess the entire <laughs> He became a successful author yeah. without noticing that everybody else is writing shit that traumatized him. Yeah, yeah. It was it was uh <laughs> it just it had so it was so good, but it had so many holes once you become an adult. Um the um Big Bang Theory episode where they're like discussing how he couldn't have gone back and come forward. I'm gonna have to re- there then. Yes, like I'm gonna have to rewatch yeah. that because I forgot about that. Pull that shit out on Alex every now and then, annoy her. Yeah, because it's if like you had had <laughs> done this. Yeah, it's like wait a minute, is that the right yeah. verbiage? Is it he have had had? And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. And he's like, wait a minute. Is that the right verbiage? And he's like, he should have had then had. And he's like, I don't know. I, you did it to me, so I did it to you. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, and, and Doc Brown is, and how does Doc Brown look the way he does in 1955 and in 1985? Um. Because he looks seventy years old in fifty. I know, and he looks seventy years old in eighty. I know. In a second, in real life, as a real living, breathing human, ever fucking look different? 
<laughs> really I know in the no. second movie yeah. when Doc first shows up because it's a future Doc because he for oh. Mar for Marty been like fucking an hour or some shit. Yeah, that's the other thing. So if Doc from 2015 comes back to 2085. How old is Doc? Because in 2015, he's got to be... He is a builder of a time machine. That is... This fucker is omnipotent. That is yeah. 60 years. Yeah. Was, From 55 to 2015, But he also makes the mention... Granted, he only came up with the idea of it, but he says he makes... He, he discovers time travel in 55. He doesn't build no, it. No. He or, discovers the flux capacitor. Yes. In 50 yes, miles. that's what I'm saying. With the possibility that he so, but then if, and by 85, he get you know he builds it and it all works. At that point, time's irrelevant, and it was because he could have immediately from 85 jumped to 2015. Because he he even says he's only going in 30 year spans because it's a nice even round number. Okay. All right. I get. I can get so on the, board with that. But now I'll, I will say he is. He's still old as fuck. By eighty five, goes to a clinic to revitalize himself. I was gonna he's say like, he might not recognize me. That's that was the first off. thing I was gonna mention is when he first shows up. He's like, I've went yeah. to a clinic to get a facelift or whatever the fuck. Yeah, de aging. De aging. That's what it is. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah because that's that's that was the answer for this. He's wearing, this is why it doesn't look good. Because he's wearing a mask. Like, okay, I'm gonna make myself look like Marty would remember me, and he looks different than when he peels his face off and looks identical to what he's always looked like. Yeah. Even I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It it was. <laughs> that scene was executed so perfectly, though. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's in the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like also how basically his girlfriend took the role of fucking everything up. Yeah, yeah. In the second one, she and she can't like, handle it. The yeah, time travel. Yeah, and and dogs just like yeah, that breaks people sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, put her on the bench. Yeah, and, and then she. <laughs> yeah, come back. It's one different. Yeah, and then they hide her in the alley, but she gets called by the police. Yeah, yeah, and, and all they're like, like they're like, yeah, you just took some trank as in drugs and shove her in her fucking house. I like how the futuristic car that the police drive in 2015. Which the movie would have been what made in eighty seven looks 80, like a looks like a yeah. Prius. Yes, eighty eighty nine is when also, Back to the Future two was. Okay, it looks like a Prius. That the the builder of that car, Gene Winfield, that car still sits rotten in a desert. Now, what the yeah, police car? I had the, a, a buddy of mine. I went to trade school with Wyotech. Um, later on, at, years after we went to that trade school, he went on to do all kinds of crazy shit with hot rods and work with. You know, TV shows and builders and stuff like that. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, he he did really well, and he's got a fucking wild attitude and approach to life. But he got to work with Gene for quite a while, and yeah, outside the shop, he sent me pictures of him just fucking a picture of it sitting there in the desert. Yeah, it's just sitting there. Yeah, Yeah, it it resembles an extended Prius. Yeah, it really does. But I mean, more rounder though. Because Priuses yeah. still have the sharp lines. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what shit. It, this got posted this two months ago. Yeah, so they're still yeah. Sitting. I mean, they're yeah. still sitting out there in the desert for sure. 
Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, on the bonus level, the second floor of bonus pints, is the Lantern. The Lantern is a glowing light in a small town. They are a shop filled with art, clothing, books, and all your current Halloween needs. They are currently carrying cat skull candles, black cat drinking glasses, Halloween-themed dresses, and shirts, and some 3D horror decor that will scratch your Halloween itch. Check out their Facebook page for when they are open and what new items they are stocking daily. Yeah, I just... And I love the running gag through all three movies that Biff gets covered in manure. Oh, yeah. That's that's a fantastic manure. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen the third one, but... But it, it, it happens in the third one, too. Go figure, obviously. Yeah, when I was watching um, kind of a refresher um, about the, the movies, because like I said, I've seen them all several times, so it wasn't like I needed to rewatch them, but I did watch kind of a, hey, here's a Back to the Future recap. Um, I didn't realize that in the first movie, Marty... So the mall is the Two Pines Mall. Yes. When yeah. Marty lands in 55, he knocks down one of the trees. Yeah. And then when he goes back to 1985, it's the it's the pine, pine it's mall. the pine tree mall instead yeah. of the two pine trees. I didn't even notice that. Right. I didn't know I didn't notice it. Um but they brought it up in the recap and I was like, Oh, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Like they since he knocked down one of the trees, they called it the Pine Tree Mall instead of the Two Pines Mall. So I thought that was cool because I would not have had that callback. And then obviously Doc Brown wore the the bulletproof vest to yeah. make sure that he didn't get shot because he taped the thing back together and which happens again which happens again bulletproof vest saved oh, the day yeah, in, in the third one he saved so that and I like how so they reference it in the though. second one with because yeah. the uh, Biff and the future where he's uh, married to channels. yeah where he's married to Marty's mom he's flipping through channels in the hot tub the guy gets shot and all of a sudden the steel plate drops from underneath him because yeah. it's the wild west and he immediately he's like oh bulletproof fest <laughs> kind of like the same reaction we all had in the first movie yeah yeah that made me laugh yeah um and there was another one I was gonna say I lost my train of thought my bad no it's cool um how about the the band? This is a, just an obscure one that has no relevance to anything we've talked about, but the band playing in the Wild West. And so, you know, the fiddles and all that is ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. yeah. ZZ Top. Oh, really? Yeah, ZZ yeah. Top's in the third one. Oh, yeah. that's fucking awesome. So, like, I always thought that was cool, and it's something you... You can't... You don't really fucking have much of a way to notice unless you know what they look like. Right, which isn't hard either because they're beards. But they're everybody's wild west cowboys. You're just kind of like, oh, they're playing wild west music. Yeah, playing their yeah. tunes. I will say, I like, I and I know it's on a smaller scale than what I'm going to reference to, but I like how they in the just the two movies I watched, they explain the rules basically and how time travel works, and it always stays true, and I never have to question anything. Yeah. Unlike in the MCU, where half the time I'm like, hold on. If he time travels here and does this and does this, how the fuck does it affect here and do that? Like, it just stayed quite simple, clean, and easy. And they were some of the first, not 
I don't know if they're the first, but it was one of the first movies I know of that like ever attacked time travel, and they did it so cleanly and yeah. easily to where, and we still can't seem to get it right. Yeah, in yeah, modern I mean, day they movies, just, they fuck it up constantly. Yeah, they were just. I mean, it was simple. You do this, you do this, you don't do this, you don't do. This. Like I said, it was on a smaller scale. They only traveled to certain spots, but they still made it very clean, easy, and it's not confusing. Yeah, butterfly effects time travel was all about that, and I thought they did pretty well. I have not seen that. Although that movie was like, uh, it was just so awful, like. Yeah. Not awful as a movie, but like the experiences the characters have are just so fucking awful uh, that it's like, shit, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't know. That was a dark fucking movie, but uh, they nailed the time travel in that one really fucking well. And that's rough when you're watching like uh, just a movie where it's the, the characters just can't catch a break. I always have yeah. a problem with that. So, yeah. Yeah. You sit there and get frustrated with him. And yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. Granted, I did that with Marty quite a bit when he'd fuck shit up. When he'd fuck shit up, I'd be like, Marty, fucking stop, dude. Yeah. Just hold your shit together. Come on. What are you doing? You're a slacker, Marty. Yeah. I did love that always with his yeah. father, with him. You look like a slacker. Yeah, when he, um, you know, he, I mean, the first thing Doc tells him is don't do anything. And he saves his dad getting hit by the car, that, which he knew if his dad got hit by the car, that that's how it was supposed to go. Yeah. Panic response. Yeah. Man. Panic response. So it like, was. Yeah. How, how did you guys meet again? And he doesn't even comment about how much he's heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. Grandpa run you over with the car? <laughs> What are you doing up there? I do like how he fucking goes back in time and finds out, you know, like every kid finds out about their parents. They're nothing is what they say they yeah, were. Yeah. Fucking his mom. Tom. Yeah. His dad's a peeping Tom and his mom's a fucking hoe. Yeah, his mom is just like a booze hound. That is like, yeah. Yeah, that was. That, that gave me a crack. I mean, as I imagine it did to everybody. Yeah, and Biff was the same. Yeah, like, yeah. Biff didn't change. Biff is Biff just was always the same Biff. asshole in high school that he was as an adult. So even when he was sniveling, little Biff, he still was kind of an asshole trying to not wash his car all the way. Yeah, it taunted him. Yeah. Two coats of wax. I, I was the second one's dry. Don't you con me. I was about to start the second one. <laughs> Because he punched him once. Yeah. You're going to punch him a couple more times than that for me to act that way. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was funny for sure. And then I love how in the second one, it was almost like a big block of the second one was replaying the first one. Yeah. Like, yeah. but putting them, like, so Marty's in... There's two Martys now in the yeah, you know, and the two in, docks in the first one, yeah. Where the one's like, "Hey, can you hand me the five eighths uh, wrench?" And he's like, "Wait, don't you mean this one?" And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I do." And he's just the whole time not looking at him, holding the <laughs> wire for him and shit, holding yeah. his hat down. It was, it was, uh, you know, and Marty kept messing that whole thing up, and oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was through the school and through the the talent show and or the enchantment dance or whatever it was. Enchantment yeah. under the sea. Yeah, yeah, that was 
Earth Angel. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, they're they're good, solid movies. They, oh, yeah. Uh, Every fucking one of them had a baller-ass soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. the soundtracks yeah. were great. Yeah, I love, uh, love the talent show. At the beginning, Huey Lewis, and then yeah. Huey Lewis gets up and tells him he's too loud. Because <laughs> that's like the soundtrack to the first one was almost all Huey Lewis, I think. Yeah. And then I don't know about the second one, though. <laughs> so I think I tell you the comp- it was composed by Alan. All of them were Alan Silvestri. I don't know who that is, but. She composed all of them. <laughs> I think the third soundtrack was mostly ZZ Top. I think like ZZ Top did some of the songs on the third soundtrack. I all of it. That's why they, I think that's why they were in the movie. <laughs> the Power of Love was all the first song. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the second one was. Definitely, Power of Love was definitely the hit song from the first one. I'm trying to get the soundtracks pulled up. For three, it is... A lot of them say uncredited, besides for... Double Back is written and performed by ZZ Top, Power of Love... Written by Hubie Lewis, Johnny Cola, and Chris Hayes. Performed by Huey Lewis in the news. I don't know who the news is. That's, I mean, Huey Lewis in the news was the band. And so he go into a fucking in the first, psycho. In, in the first soundtrack was, um, there was um, Power of Love and then Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the news. In time, yeah, that was that was the first one. Um, yeah, American Psycho is yeah. like every time I hear You're the new Huey Lewis and Hazen. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe great. X Murders, motherfucker. Haven't seen American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. I, like I said, this like saga of the podcast is gonna be me just watching movies I've fucking seen. I mean, we're also at that point in time where most people you talk to have not seen a lot of '80s movies in general, just because the soundtrack for two is like "Beat It," "I Can't Drive," "55," "Night Train," "Earth Angel," "Johnny Be Good." For the third one, second. One. That's the second oh, one. Second one. Yeah. I didn't realize I can't drive 55. Yeah. <laughs> the third one is, uh, what song play? Oh, I, yeah, I can't drive. Think it, I think, I think power of love was on all of the soundtracks. Double back power love. Yeah. Turkey uh, in the straw, the battle cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Turkey in the Straw was probably the song they played at the uh, thing. The at the hoedown or whatever. The Jubilee version. Yeah. The Jubilee version. <laughs> the Howdy Doody theme? The Howdy Yeah. Is that on there? Is, yeah, yeah, because it plays during the uh This is a rerun. That's right. That's right. It it does. This is brand new. <laughs> Double back is on there twice because one's an acoustic. 
version. Yeah. That means one played during the credits and right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So they it, it's so we, we covered the DeLorean, the fake flux capacitor, by which by the way, I still use to this day. Um when somebody asked me like when I'm like Oh man, my check engine lights on, and they were like, "What's wrong with your car?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure the flux capacitor is going out because I don't know anything about cars." So it's like I'm pretty sure that the canooner valve is flooded and the flux capacitor is going out. And they're like, "Those aren't even things on your car." And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they are." <laughs> I will say the flux capacitor is something I've heard referenced forever. You can buy one. Um, I almost forgot to mention, speaking of buying things, you can buy the license plates and stuff from the movie that say out of time. And the company that makes them is here in Indiana. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know um, that. The guy that owns that company lives about four miles from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <laughs> I didn't know Cause that. Because he's been, he's a big car guy and I can't remember his name. Um, but he's been on a YouTube channel called VinWiki and a guest on a couple of the podcasts I listen to. Huh. That's interesting. Um, but he's, yeah, he said uh, they're one of the only companies that are actually licensed to make legal license plates that are also movie props. Oh. That's so cool. you can get all of those license plate, and then he can also make, like, legal replicas. the numbers of your vehicle. Yeah. Of- From the way I understood him explaining it, yes. I do know they make and sell mass distribution of the movie props, like... In the new new Ghostbusters movies, they've done all of those. Right. Um, right. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones he had referenced, but yeah, they do. There are not many good license plates you can pull no. out of movies besides Ecto One, Out of Time, and the Futuristic Jurassic. Right. Can't read. Yeah. I was going to say those are the easy two. Yeah, for sure. Now I will tell you this. Um, just in case anybody is out there and wants to, you can go to O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, yeah. And yes. the flux capacitor is on the website. It's part really? of 121G for 121 gigawatts. Um, the line it's, it's part of is is EB for Elliot Brown. Jesus. Um, but you can order it. It's uh, The product info is the gigawatts is 1.21. The uh, material compatibility is plutonium. Working speed is 88 miles per hour. So detailed description is time travel at your own risk. Plutonium is required to properly operate the flux capacitor. Plutonium is used by the onboard nuclear reactor, which then powers the flux capacitor to provide the needed 1.1 gigawatts of electrical power. Plutonium is not available at your local O'Reilly Auto Store. (laughs) And then, like, the next bullet point is the flux capacitor requires the stainless steel body of the 81 to 83 DeLorean V6 2.9 liter. Once the time machine travels at 88 miles an hour, light coming from the flux capacitor pulses faster until it becomes a steady stream of light. Then time travel begins. Um, There are upgrade kits, and that part number is 121 GMF. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, yeah, like... He's looking with the stare like he's about to buy them. The upgrade part is... uh, what was it? 1.21 MF? Yeah. 
Mr. Fusion. I was gonna say Marty Mr. Fly. Fusion, it's MF Mr. Fusion, the fucking uh, the thing he puts on it from the the future episode where he throws a banana peel. It's called oh, really? Mr. Fusion Reactor. So pretty sure. Let's Google it real quick to make sure. I was just trying to pull that out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fusion, MF. There we go. That's that's what that part number stands for. 121 GMF. I also Yeah, Mr. Fusion. It actually pops up. It's on O'Reilly's website. It's it's the O'Reilly Auto Parts Mr. Fusion. I also love the fact that they're like when they're in the first movie back in time, they're like, Oh, we don't have any plutonium. We're basically fucked. And he's like, oh, wait, lightning strikes at just the right yeah. amount. And I'm like, hold on. If that were the case, why aren't we harvesting lightning right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, they're at. And the, and the clock tower is just iconic because at the beginning of the movie, they're in the courtyard and they talk about the light tower that hasn't worked forever. Yeah. And then they're like... You know, and then it comes back, and then it comes back again in two, and then it comes back again in three, because they get their pic, they get their their building it, and they get their picture taken in front of the clock. Well, oh, really? Yeah. The yeah. guy in two is the same guy who was asking for money in one, but he had makeup on. Yeah, special effects. Uh, really? The same actor asking for money both times. That's fine. So yeah, it was. I mean, there were so many callbacks, and so I mean, it was well done as far as. Um, I mean, yeah, sure, you got the time travel, and they messed some of it up, and there were different things that you could go into, but they, I mean, they tried to keep the continuity as so, well as they can. It was just fun. It was just fun. Oh yeah, there's. It's just a fun, great yeah. movie. I will say, granted, I don't watch a shit ton of movies. It did throw me off. Throw me off how many times shit and I think did they say bitch or did I just miss your biff a lot? Probably miss her biff. I was gonna say I think biff. every time I heard the word biff, I at first thought they said bitch, oh, which no. really threw me off. <laughs> but yeah, it did throw me off how much they like got away with saying shit and what is considered a kids movie. Yeah, they did like, say. I know Marty says what the hell, doc. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I knew there was a couple other ones that I was like, oh, we actually get a semi-mature kids movie. I know I don't know if it's necessarily a kids movie, but I know that's when a lot of people saw it work okay. as children. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was for me, too, because it, I mean, it came out, I was seven. So, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, I was alive, yeah. It was right there in yeah, that. neither was I, bud. It was right there in that wheelhouse of like 85 to 90 where movies like um, Back to the Future and Clue and Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. And I haven't seen Breakfast Club. All those, all those like iconic. Teams. Yeah, all those eight, like, weird science, all those iconic Goonies <laughs> and all those came out. and. Um, some classics and they um yeah it just, i mean it just hit so it, it was a good era for movies it was a good era for that movie um obviously it's springboard um the marty uh, michael j fox's career 
I think Doc Brown was already there. Christopher yeah. Lloyd was already there. He even got great roles regardless. Right, right. But, I mean, it did. I mean, it's still probably the role. You know, you see interviews with him, and it's still, it's still one of the, I mean, it's still the role everybody asked him about. Yeah. So. I mean, because he just did such a fucking yeah, great job. Yeah, I mean, you know, and even Elizabeth Shue, she was in it. She was in the second and the third one. She was only in the third one, I think, at that end. And she wasn't in. She wasn't in all of the third one. I think she was only in the end when she they wake her up on the front porch. Yeah, and uh, she gets in the truck to go, basically get Marty's full circle um, character yeah. arc. Taken yes, because he doesn't race needles. Yeah, he doesn't race flea. Or, to take out the Rolls Royce. Yeah. I thought it was Needles. Well, yeah, it was Needles, but it was played by Flea from the Rolls Royce. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm still stuck in the, the fucking world. Back to, you're right, it was Flea. It was Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers playing Needles. Um, Anthony Kiedis wasn't the other guy, was he? I think it was just Flea. In I the don't movie. remember. I think it was just Flea. Um, um, yeah, they don't hit the Rolls Royce, which oddly enough would definitely ruin your fucking life as a Youngster, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would destroy yes. your. And life. then the you're fired from the second movie. Yeah, disappears. <laughs> disappears. Yeah, the paper disappears. So they bring three and two together with wow. that. Um, but yeah, she wasn't in much of the third one at all. But she went on to be in, or maybe it was before she was in Adventures in Babysitting. That's what I remember her from. I've never fucking heard was, of that. She was fantastic in that. Um, where the little girl thought she was Thor, and yeah, that was that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, the Toyota was most easily like one of the. It was an iconic fucking vehicle for that. The truck he got. The truck. He yeah, got. I wanted that truck so fucking bad. In my yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it really was. I was going to say, for how much I've seen it, I don't really think... I don't remember it being on the screen that much. I mean, it was on the screen a good amount, but not as much as for how iconic it is, in my opinion. It was opinion. advertised it on a lot. Oh, was it? Point, like, you could see it on a lot. I think it was in a commercial. There was a couple times where it's, like, oddly in the fucking background. I was going to say, I was trying to run through my head from watching it, watching it last night. I was like, I don't remember it being on the screen all that much oh. for how much I've seen it in right. culture. Well, they were, him and What's-Her-Name were hanging out and it drove by on a flatbed. And he was like, one day or some shit like that. He was talking about one day. It, yeah, that's when he sees it in the first one. Yeah. And then he gets it when he He gets rewrites. it at the end at the first yeah. one. Yeah. And then, I mean, it pops up in the second one. They're getting ready to leave, and that's when Doc shows up, yeah. and they take off back to, well, to 2015, then back to 1955. And you don't really ever see it until, I think, the end of that movie again. Yeah, so basically, they didn't show you the car accident, but it happens immediately after the ending of the first movie. Yes. 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 The second movie happens because of that car accident that they never show or tell you about. Yes, the problem of the entire. I, yes, I remember. And then in the third one, they fix it. Yeah, and then in the third one, they fix it. Yeah, and then the, they fucking destroy the DeLorean on the train tracks. Oh, yes, yes. 
And then Doc shows up with, in, with the train. In a time-traveling train. <laughs> that looked fucking dope. Like, it was some steampunk. That, I'm pretty sure that invented steampunk culture. It very well could have. Yeah. I was going to say, I thoroughly enjoyed the West, steampunk like, set culture. It in stone. Like, yep, you all going to be fucking nerds about steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For sure. Where, how are we at at time? 55. Oh, yeah. Um, when he rides and tails vehicles on the skateboard. Oh, uh, yeah. Stitcher. It's a red Jeep. When he does it in the future, it's a red Jeep. When he's on the hoverboard. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a futuristic red Jeep. But then he ride on the same vehicle twice when he's sketching. Does he? I think so. I was going to say, I didn't really, I don't remember which vehicles he, because he jumped on a couple different, on the back of a couple different vehicles throughout yeah, the first and two then movies. He and then he created, air quotes, created the skateboard in 1955. Oh, when yeah. He when, broke, he, when he broke that thing off and yeah. started trying to get away from uh, Biff. Stop me, fly. work on water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then they go flying after him, and he just jumps off the board. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they go through the glass. I was like, man, who could have seen that one coming? Yeah. Right. Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, on the bonus level, the second floor of Bonus Pints, is Savini Comics. Savini Comics has all your toys Gaming and comic needs. We have Dungeons and Dragons. We have Magic the Gathering. We have Pokemon. We have Disney Lorcana. We have Marvel and DC comic books. We have Marvel and DC figures. We have Star Wars. We have wrestling. Come join us at Savini Comics for all your gaming, toys, and comic book needs. I'm trying to look to see which uh, vehicles yeah, he... I'm trying to find this, the whole scene for the thing and write it real quick, but I don't think it's that important. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't tell you for the life of me what vehicles he was, he was uh, tailing. I remember the scene, but... I, Here you uh, go, little girl. Here's your hoverboard bag. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I got a pit bull now. <laughs> yeah. It's a. When I just typed it in, it pops up. He hitched a ride. I think this is only in the first movie on the back of a Chevy, uh, Chevy Malibu and a Hill Valley police car. There's um, a blue truck. There's a blue truck. There's a blue Jeep. I was going to say, I just... This is right off of, like, 18 fucking yeah. vehicles. Yeah. This is a whole damn scene of it with Biff. Twice. There's... Because he's on the hoverboard with Biff when they're... There are 55 different automobiles in Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie for cars. Yeah. Undisputed, like... It is also a hot rod movie, if you ask me. Like, you can't tell me any different. I'd at least say a car movie. Like, a great yeah. movie for car people to just sit there and be like, 
Damn, that's cool. Most people would argue it wouldn't be a hot rod movie because it's not a souped up car. Uh, yeah. Speed, but technically, it is a fucking souped up car. And if you drive into the future and it only takes you three fucking seconds to get there, it's hit pretty damn fast. <laughs> you got you, you to you yeah. point there. Then if you're time traveling with it, you always win the quarter mile. Do the Kessel <laughs> Run and the car city. Yeah. He's backtracking. What the fuck? He invented the Kessel Run with time travel. <laughs> Going, we don't need to measure in time. Yeah. Just distance now. Huh. Were there any, like, any fucking moments that you were just completely upset with in the movies? Because I can't think of any myself. No, nothing that I was completely upset with. Like I said, the only thing that really I, like, ever really caught my eye was the fact that he's using a remote control and not shifting it, and then when yeah. Marty jumps in, it's a manual. That's the only thing yeah. that ever... I guess the other thing that catches my eye is the fact that it basically scorches everything. Like, it's tire yeah. tracks... And like it scorches the um, when the lightning strikes, it scorches that the power line and everything. But time travels cold, so the car shows up and it's freeze like it's got the ice frost and all of that. And I'm like, hold on, they leave a massive fire trail, but then freeze instantly as they go through time. I feel like that fucks some shit up too. Like that would just fuck the structure and integrity of that <laughs> car up. Yeah, you would think. The only problem I had was with the third one. Uh, so with um because he actually like in 1985 or whatever he sees Emmett Brown's like gravestone which means if he died in 1885 how did he go to dock in 1980 like I I don't know it was weird it was weird for me, but anyway. Can we talk about uh, the fact the fucking Biff Skin named 3D just wore 3D fucking glasses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when I saw him running around with the 3D glasses, I was like, man, that had to have fucked with that actor, because yeah, yeah. it fucks with me looking through those glasses. Well, and then do you remember that Billy Zane... Was one of the fucking games. no. He was Billy one of the gangs. He was one Billy of the gangs. Yeah, he was one Billy of the Zane. Titanic, the guy that the I saw that with my aunt. Uh. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. Aunt Tosh was watching it, and I sat through like the last forty-five minutes of it. <laughs> I could sit here and list off. He was in Phantom, yeah, right? Tombstone, yeah, Tombstone, Demon Knight. Um, survival Island. He was in his character's name. He was Match. He was in Zoolander. Chewing on the Match. Yeah. Creative names. Yeah. 3D was the guy with the 3D glasses. Yeah. Match was the guy with the match in his mouth. He was in the new Avatar. He was. Uh, the other one was Skidmark. We'll just let no, him take that picture. It was. Uh, it was skinhead. And oh, skinhead. He, and he had, <laughs> Jesus. He had a full head of hair though. But yet he's a skinhead. Yeah. There's 3D match with skinhead, which was. I feel like that's a poor J.J. Cohen. <laughs> J.J. Cohen's pretty famous <laughs> dude, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I thought he was. He's 
He's somebody. I mean, oh, he was in the principal with Belushi. <laughs> the, I mean, the 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 parents ended up being fairly popular people. I mean, that was uh, what was it? Jennifer Jennifer Lee was the mom. No, yeah. Christian Glover was. Christian Glover was the dad. Leah Thompson was there. Two Georges. Yeah. That's how well he fucking nailed that part, but uh, he was also being the ass on set, I believe. Yeah, there's two George McFlys. The first one was in the first season, and then the second one, they gave him um, prosthetic makeup to make him look a little better, too. Huh. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I think there was somebody else that was two different actors. Crispin Glover and Jeffrey Wiseman. Yeah. The, I mean, the girlfriend was, the girlfriend was uh, two separate. It was Jennifer Parker in the first one. It was Olivia Shue in the second one. And then um, Lorraine McFly was played by Leah Thomas Thompson. Yeah, Leah Thompson. That that was her name, not Jennifer Lee. It was Leah Leah Thompson. I didn't think there was anybody else that switched out. And at just a glance, I didn't see anybody. But I'm also really bad with actors. Yeah, they, it was, and then, yeah, it, and then, okay, on the third one, let's bring this up. On the third one, this is the other thing that bothered me about the third one. Uh, there, there were a lot of things wrong with the third one, but, so Marty goes back to 1885, and he gets found by Seamus McFly, who looks just like Marty. Yes. And Seamus McFly's wife looks just like Marty's mom. I think that was to play a joke on, okay, I wasn't alive at the time to hear anybody's talking and backlash <laughs> the equivalent of the internet's current nature on movies. Oh, Jesus. Um, it would have been made a meme about him sleeping with his mother before the second movie or the third movie ever came out, people would have commented and talked about that. Critics, anybody writing fucking articles would have made that joke. And people right. would have made that joke to each other. Right. Studio fucking knew it. So I guarantee when they made that casting choice, they were doing that to play off of that weird fucking vibe. Because I think they wanted to interject everything they possibly could from the first movie into the second one. Yeah, and I, I think that led to the just the fucking trophy weirdness of it. But if you remember in the second one, he also plays all of his own kids because his son looks just like yeah, him. that is yeah. true. His daughter is him with a wig and fucking dress on. Yeah, so yeah. I think that was also all yeah, right. Like, he's gonna play his own family. As his kids and but, his fucking but why not great granddad but why great but why not have Elizabeth Shue play the wife 
Because she has no blood lineage before him. But neither does his mom. Technically, his mom does to him. <laughs> it's still it's still his family bloodline running up. But what I'm saying is because it's there to make it awkward and the fact <laughs> it's definitely awkward. I think it's there just friends. to be a joke because yeah. the oh yeah. Like he said, just because the yeah. studio knew that people already were discussing how weird it was that his mom was yes. trying to Fuck him. Yeah. Yes. The I first think, one. They did that to just fucking acknowledge their own fucking weirdness. But I also think they did it because if you make her... She didn't have the look of someone on a fucking prairie either. Like, she had a more, <laughs> she had a more modern look to her right. looks, whereas the actress that plays his mother had that classic, like, old-timey look. Plus, yeah. she was associated with the past and not the future. So, yeah, I guess, to make yeah. her be that, I think it just made more sense. Whereas, like, if you stick this chick that's not really a main character at all, and technically a really low-profile actress, right? we're already paying what's-her-name to be here. Yeah, so I think it was follow Joe to make sense both thematically and monetarily. I mean, I thought I would find that hilarious. I haven't seen yeah, that yet. But no, that's kind of, I thought it was to just play off of that more. But it is weird that they still went with it. Yeah. And then they're like talking about, what's his name? Uh, Uncle Joe that kept getting arrested. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they make jokes for seats when he's younger shit. Yeah, but sees him in the crib. Yeah, and then they go further and they got like the even older who was the oh, it was, there was another family member because he sees the Uncle Joe in the crib when he's back in the past oh yeah and um, then they've got a new baby that's his great great grandpa that's the other baby and he gets to hold his great great grandpa but it's always oh that's it there's always yeah, an that's out of reach family member that he gets to meet yeah that's the process that's when he goes back and meets Seamus McFly. Yeah. Yeah, and he meets his own son, so it's like the other end of it, too. Like, yeah. every movie's got the same elements. It's just, yeah. Well, I mix them up. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. I just thought they were fantastic fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. I just Googled why was Leah Thompson Maggie McFly and, um, and, the, she um, could do a better accent. The um, the answer. I, I want to see who gave this answer. Oh God! Um, because it, it's an interesting answer, for sure. Um, but I don't think it's going to tell me who gave the answer. So anyway, Leo plays Maggie because we didn't want to make a Back to the Future three without having Leah Thompson in it, and we needed to have that scene. Like we did in the first two, where Marty goes, "Mom, is that you?" Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so even though it didn't make any sense, Mister Eastwood, <laughs> even though it didn't make any sense, we decided that's why we decided to have Leah Thompson play Maggie McFly. So, I mean, that's a pretty good that was probably done by George Zemeckis. I think he, I think he did all three movies. Yeah, Zemeckis so, is the shit. So yeah, so that would be why. So interesting, for sure. So okay, well that concludes 
our Back to the Future episode, I think. Yeah. I think we're good to go. I'd say so. Um, we're going to go ahead and give you not a sneak peek at all, but this is the first time ever that we're going to tell you what next week is. Uh-oh. So we're going to tell you that next week we are going to do a Tim Curry tribute. So we are going to discuss um, Tim Curry. We are probably going to stick specifically to Rocky Horror. Yeah. Um, Try our best not to confuse him with Alan Rickman. <laughs> and uh, we cannot forget his brilliance as the original Pennywise in the It miniseries on television. So, so should I go home and watch that? Because I've only ever seen the chapter one of the new, the reboot of It. You should probably watch the miniseries. It's not nearly as good as the new movies. But he does play Pennywise. He plays the clown. Um, fantastic. It is fantastic. It, it is, is cheesy. Um, but um, uh, Tim Curry's career is vast for sure, but he hit my radar because of Clue. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. If you take out all sci-fi, it is the movie that I can watch all day, every day and quote it while I'm watching it. So um, we're going to cover that next week, and um, I'm going to have a blast with it because it's one yeah. of my favorites. It's one of my favorites, absolutely. Oh, we can, so, we can talk about the Clue Edition magic. Yeah, we, we might, yeah, yeah, Clue Edition magic might come up. There better be a Tim Curry fucking comment. I better be. There, there, there better be. There better be. Yeah. And we might get, it, it's probably going to turn into more of a Clue episode um, so what we'll probably do is try to cover it and um, Rocky and Rocky at the beginning because once I start talking about Clue, I don't know that you're going to get me to stop um, because I have theories about Clue and I have things about Clue. There, it's just it's just one of those things. So, um, so to end this episode, like we do, everyone. I'm Nick. I'm Brad. I'm Levi. And this has been Pints and Pages. So thank you guys for tuning in.
Someone to be Well, it's more of a way